0: Every time.
1: A proud member of the Gunna Geek Network. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other geeky podcasts over at GunnaGeekNetwork.com and get ready, because geekiness begins in 3, 2, 1.
0: On this week's episode, Spider-Man is in some big trouble. Star Trek Discovery beams up for Season 4. And it's time to bust some ghosts once again. Welcome to the PCC Multiverse. And we're back with another episode of the PCC Multiverse. This is Gerald Glassford from Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and the Lakers Fast Break. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review on <laughs> Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, and also the fact that we're the number one streaming tabletop RPG producer out there on Facebook, or Meta, or whatever they're calling it this week. I think I'm sticking to Facebook for now. So you check out all our games that we have over the course of the week at Facebook, pop culture cosmos and if you do support any of these great causes that's out there in the media world it is sincerely appreciated but it wouldn't be a pcc multiverse without my good friend she is our own lord and mistress over (laughs) all of our fantastic games at pop culture cosmos on facebook you got to go ahead and check out what she's doing today every monday tuesday wednesday yeah wednesday wednesday's my day okay yeah and go ahead and check out what she's doing today with all the great games that she does it is my good friend it is melinda barkhouse and melinda great to have you here we are jam packed full of pop culture goodness, and yes, you got the starbucks are. to get you roaring too
1: hmm And I'm like, sorry, I, I picked yours up, but I didn't have time to get it to you, so. Oh, well, I guess I'll, you gotta have it. Yeah, I'll drink it for you. I'm sorry. Okay. I apologize
0: for you're that. so sweet. Oh, you're so nice. Oh, we got got much love for you. Yes, give you mutual props on that. All right. But it is going to be a great episode we got for you today. Again, we are just jam packed middle of November. I told you, I warned you guys out you there that mm-hmm. are listening and watching that it would be a jam packed November, and it certainly has been. And that's not even including all the stuff that came out this week. We're talking about including Ghostbusters Afterlife, which is going to be available. And when you hear this, there's going to be we're going to be talking about that. Plus, we're also going to be talking. The Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, which dropped, oh my gosh. The internet is talking about that. Everybody's watching that. Tiger King 2 is out on Netflix. Why it's kind of a downer and why it will probably not resonate as well as Tiger King last year. We'll talk about that coming up on the show. Star Trek Discovery Season 4 is here. And why is Melinda mad about Star Trek Discovery as a huge Star Trek fan? We'll talk about that coming up in a bit. Halo Infinite gave us a surprise at the Xbox 20 live stream, an otherwise non-noteworthy live stream that I sat through. (laughs) We'll tell you why. There's some big news. So we'll talk about that coming up here in a bit. Plus Battlefield 2042, the early reviews. We'll talk about that. Pokemon Pearl and Diamond, that's coming up as well. And the last but not least, I want to preview WWE Survivor Series about a little bit more behind the scenes what's going on in regards to a fight that's going on even more than a wrestling match. We'll talk about how two of the the top WWE superstars are at each other's throats in a different way coming up on the back end of the show as well. I love behind the scenes juice. I love it. it. But first, my friend, it is Ghostbusters Afterlife. Are you going to be busting some ghosts here pretty soon? Because the, I guess, what? Second major kickstart in the past 10 years of the Ghostbusters franchise mm-hmm. is out in theaters. It looks to be doing around 40 to 50 million dollars domestically and probably another 100 to 120 million dollars worldwide. A nice solid opening has the return of the living of and available Ghostbusters. I'm not counting Rick Moranis, but if you want to count Rick Moranis, I'm not sure if it counts him in two. But uh, I do know that Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, and Bill Murray are confirmed for making an appearance on it. Paul Rudd, the sexiest man alive, according to people, is involved in it. And he's running out of a Walmart crazy because he's got ghosts and monsters following him and running after him. It looks like it's gonna be a grand old time with a whole bunch of kid actors all over the place as well. So you tell me, are you excited to be busting some ghosts in Ghostbusters Afterlife? Um, yeah. Doesn't sound like it. Yeah,
1: okay. So I mean, full disclosure, I I mean, I grew up watching the movies, the the original. Yes. And I uh I enjoyed them.
0: Even two Ghostbusters yeah. two?
1: Well, even Ghostbusters 2. I know. Fine. At me for that one. I'm sorry. But it's true. I, I didn't dislike it. And I, you know, probably won't dislike this movie. Am I going to be there, you know, this weekend to see it? No, probably not. I'll get around to it. But it's not a movie that I'm, you know, lining up
0: for, I guess. I took my girls when the reboot of Ghostbusters came out uh, in 2015, 2016 from Paul Feig, who was the Bridesmaids director and had, uh, you know, the female cast. And we were so excited to show our girls off to this. And they were so excited because, you know, they were really excited to see embodiments of them on the screen. really felt good for them because they were really excited for it. And they were so depressed because the movie was so bad for them. And uh, we <laughs> yeah. went to the Gramma's Chinese Theater and we saw this and spent extra money and the whole layout because we were right in the middle of Hollywood. And, yeah, they were so, so bummed. And, uh, That's and hard. They were they were brokenhearted. I mean, yeah. if they couldn't like it and they were, what, eight and ten at that time, that, that was just, it was kind of disappointing. So, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm hoping that this will definitely better. The Vance Word and the reviews have a very positive tone on this. With with Paul Reitman, who is the son of the late director Ivan Reitman, who uh, directed the original Ghostbusters and the Ghostbusters Two, uh, he is uh, back, and he did. I guess from what I'm also hearing on the reviews that this is a loving tribute to his father and the world he helped to create.
1: Yeah, that's that's pretty much that's what I'm reading and hearing. Any chatter, I'm hearing those kinds of things as well. But, yeah, it's just not uh, its just not a movie that I'm running to the, the movie theater to see. There's no reason why. It's just, you know, not, not one that I'm super passionate about, I guess. Uh, I'm no sorry. Worries.
0: I mean, for me, it's <laughs> hard to become super passionate after Ghostbusters 2, which I saw in the theaters back in the day. I mean, I did go see, again, like I said, for my girls uh, because they were really excited to go see the the Ghostbusters reboot. We were so hopeful for that. I think that in the house that they everybody's not real excited for because we don't want to get feel like we got burned twice. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably the the thing, but uh, we'll see how it lays out to, but we'll probably go check it out at some point in time. Like you kind of wait and seeing and how how it will be. But again, the Vance reviews are much better than the reviews for the yes. first Ghostbusters reboot, so I'm looking forward to that. I don't think anything replaced the Ghostbusters animated cartoons. I think those were really well-structured and some of the Mm -hmm. best cartoons period that was out there as far as storytelling is concerned. I really think that the way that those were laid out, I think that was really something was probably the, the highlight of all the Ghostbusters lineage, even above the first one. I mean, I would put the Ghostbusters cartoon, the first couple seasons, probably better than anything else in the Ghostbusters lore.
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: Yeah, honestly. Just, it was really it was really good. So it is Ghostbusters Afterlife. I hope you get a chance to check it out. And if you do, please share us your thoughts. Popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. Let us know if Ghostbusters Afterlife is worth busting some ghosts over. Please let us know. Popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. Well, my friend, there's so much more to talk about on the show. But before we hit the break spider-man no way home do 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 oh do, man do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. man that kid he, well he's no longer a kid but he plays a kid on in the movie he's mm-hmm. really messed things up miss dr strange's spell up and oh my gosh
1: man.
0: there's all these monsters that are out to kill him they're all after him now i mean what we saw the lizard we saw Goblin. Sandman, we saw Dr. Octopus, of course. We saw Electro, we saw Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. That's five. Mm-hmm. But isn't that supposed to be a sinister six? Oh, interesting. Do you suppose Spider Man is his own worst enemy? And there you go. There could be a sinister <laughs> six right there for you. I don't know so what's good. the deal with Venom. Excuse me Venom while I doctor is... my
1: Starbucks. Sorry.
0: No, no worries. Venom is, I'm hoping that's not alcohol. No, it's not. <laughs> it's just a little okay. extra caramel okay. syrup. Okay, all right. I was going to say, but well, you know what? If it is alcohol, fine. That's you're <laughs> in your house. You're you know you're an adult. You can go ahead and drink as much as you State want. Of the
1: week is it? Welcome to Thursday.
0: Yeah. And by the time the show is over, this would be one crazy show, that's for sure. <laughs> but it is Spider-Man No Way Home. The trailer just dropped. It does showcase a lot more as far as what happens and the effects after. Peter Parker does a Peter Parker and messes mm-hmm. up the spell. So I want to hear your thoughts. You just checked out the trailer. It's done huge numbers worldwide, yeah. as far as viewings are concerned. I want to hear your thoughts on this, because really, I mean, with all these monsters coming back, the thought is now that maybe once he learns what, why that they're, they're there, how they became to be, because they all died So quote unquote, I don't think Salmon died though. I just think he was captured, but I think that's just me. But maybe I'm incorrect on that. I have to ask our Spider-Man expert, which is Josh Peterson. Supposedly all of them died and perished fighting Peter Parker. Now he gets a chance to save them. Oh God, is that what was happening? That's leading you into that. At least that's what the conversations I read from when uh, they're speaking to dr octopus is all about and also with uh, oh, dr strange right. too
1: okay yeah all right okay yeah i can see that then
0: and dr yeah. strange doesn't want them saved and wants to send right. them back that's right. that's the conflict between peter parker and dr strange is all about yes
1: well then could dr strange not be your sixth
0: mm-hmm. i wouldn't want him to be the sixth no. as as <laughs> no, definitely. kind not of powerful that. there yeah a little bit (laughs) you know with all the stuff that's coming out recently i wonder how they go ahead do they go does kevin feige have like a chart where he rates the power of each one and he just like rates it like dr strange or you have max wanda Maximoff above dr strange or that you have spider-man here as far as strength is concerned compared to another one do
1: not want to be in that room i don't want to be there for that oh my gosh can you imagine you want to see grown adults dissolve into hysteria yeah try ranking them
0: (laughs) exactly Is luke cage how where does he fit in this hierarchy you know because they're going to bring uh, some of these netflix folks back and i Mm -hmm. have a feeling that many of them are going to matriculate back into this this timeline starting with daredevil
1: i desperately hope that the gentleman who played luke cage i hope he's playing luke cage in these movies because he was so good
0: as luke cage he will probably, if, if Daredevil comes back, Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin has been rumored to come back. He was They've so good as Kingpin. Some of the others. Mm-hmm. I think some of the others, the ones who were successful on the Netflix series, the ones who had a following on Netflix will be coming back. Someone like Danny Rand as Iron Fist, no, he ain't coming back. No, that know. was yeah. so bad. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. that was and excruciating. And I think the Punisher may or may not come back, I guess is no because he's not his character is not dizzy enough it's kind of sure you know, yeah more, even more adult more violent yeah that's pretty heavy stuff. On, yeah so maybe it's not i would like to see Matt because he's a great actor but i, I don't think he, i think maybe he's a if you put him on the fence i'd probably say no but you know maybe i i'd like to be surprised to help make that case but getting back to spider-man knowing home you know that iconic shot of all the monsters going after spider-man i know it's been doctored a bit because if you look at lizard it looks like he's being hit by something or mm-hmm. something or someone mm-hmm, so who mm-hmm. knows they got that could be could that be another spider-man one of the spider-mans andrew garfield's or toby mcguire's you never know we'll wait and see on that but it is very interesting but as we head into december in a couple of weeks spider-man will be around the corner are you excited about spider-man no way home yes okay yeah, coming <laughs> off well the reason why is because marvel's kind of up in the air right now we got hawkeye coming out next week and then you've got what's going on with the eternals which has not been i don't know i think the audience is more receptive than the critics because the critics obviously roasted this movie but the audiences seem to like it i thought it was okay I actually have already placed it on popculturegospels.com, my list of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. If you want to go check it out, I have it uh, placed in a okay spot. In fact, I have all three of the movies that came out in, right around each other, to be quite honest with you. But you have to mm-hmm. check out the article to see where it is. But I'm thinking with Spider-Man No Way Home, it's going to have, like, like the Eternals, it's being asked to do a lot. Can it deliver? sure
1: sure well you know what as long as they keep that the the humor and then they keep the action and they keep the action moving forward with some off-the-cuff little bits of humor in there you have a spider-man movie basically honestly and i i'm there for that i i love intense action sequences with some comedic relief i love that so i'm feeling very optimistic about this one
0: we're gonna have to go together and scooby-doo this crap Yes, we worked. definitely need to yes, scooby do this. In the words of Dr. Strange, yes, we're going to have to <laughs> scooby do this. Oh, I'm sorry. Please, we're going to have to scooby do this. Mm-hmm. Yes. All kids are together, and maybe you should have like a dog walking next to them. Maybe they should talk about a lot of food that they're going to eat. But I'm assuming that that's the case as far as the scooby Do reference. So you're yeah. going to have to go with that because, you know, you have the three kids who are actually adults in real life. but
1: Which yeah, is so funny. Like but Yes.
0: Yeah. Yes. So I'm assuming that's what they meant by the Scooby-Doo crack. So mm-hmm. I'll leave it at that. But if you have any thoughts up there on your excitement level for Spider-Man: No Way Home, we would love to hear it. And please share us your thoughts on that. PopCultureCosmos at yahoo.com. Hey, this is Chad from Ghost Toasters, and you're listening to Pop Culture Cosmos podcast. So let me get this straight: we're going to play a like a video game together, or well,
1: not exactly.
0: Okay, fine. W- where's the controller?
1: Uh, that's, it's, it's right here.
0: This is literally a sheet of paper. I don't understand what you Here,
1: re- you're gonna need these two.
0: Dice? You've just had- are these even dice?
1: We are gonna play Vampire the Masquerade. It's a role-playing game. What kind of vampire do you want to be?
0: Okay, now you're telling me there's more than one kind of vampire? <laughs> oh
1: my friend, you have no idea. There's an Osferatu, there's Nosferatu. Vampires in vitae, an actual play podcast, season two to Pop Culture Cosmos.
0: Well, my friend, there's so much more to talk about on today's program. Black Friday is around the corner, and on Monday's show, The Pop Culture Cosmos, Josh Peterson, and I will be covering Black Friday in detail. And if Melinda has some stuff on Black Friday that she wants to go ahead and share with us tonight or Monday, let us know. Mm -hmm. We'll be more than happy to drop it for you if there's anything you're excited for for Black Friday. But we will be talking about that in detail on Monday. One of the things we will also be talking about is Halo Infinite. And the reason why I'm dropping this here because I wanted to go ahead and mention that I would be covering the Xbox at 20 live stream, which was just a patting myself on the back for a half hour live stream really i understand that they said there would be no new game announcements i think it was a missed opportunity because it was so heavily publicized but it was like oh memories of the past 20 years it's great i love how they glossed over and they didn't say much about the launch of the xbox one which was a major disaster but need i digress but (laughs) and then also the red rings of death for the xbox 360 but need i digress
1: yeah that too yeah, I had a couple of those in my day.
0: Yes, uh, you and I both. So <laughs> I will t- I will talk that the only two major announcements that they did make from there was one that were, they added 70 plus titles for backwards compatibility. So if you want to go ahead and check out, we posted uh, an article on that on the Facebook page for Pop Culture Cosmos. So if you want to check out and also a good game source as well want to check out which titles will now work on your newer consoles from the old past of Xbox 360 and also original Xbox. Go ahead and check that out. But I think the other major news, which was probably the biggest news, was that Halo Infinite's free-to-play multiplayer segment that they actually partitioned off from the full game, the single-player adventure, which is still yet to come out, which will be coming out in the first week of December. That was released to the public. They're saying it's a beta, but it's actually just like a launch. It's just like a, a regular launch that it's out now. It's not a beta. They're they're saying it's a beta, but it's, it's actually season one underway. And people are excited for it. I got a chance to check it out. I will have more impressions, and I know Josh will on Monday. But Halo Infinite's multiplayer free-to-play concept. This is a new idea, and I think I kind of like what I'm seeing so far.
1: Yeah. And I know people that go into making a video game, I understand that it's hours and hours and hours and hours of playtime. Once in a while, give us that free thing. So I'm, I'm just I'm glad to hear that Halo is the one that's doing it.
0: Yeah, and I, they're following in the path of Call of Duty Warzone, Apex mm-hmm. Legends. They're, there's uh, the success layer for free-to-play games, allowing you the opportunity to go for microtransactions, if you so choose, is out there now. So that's what Xbox is going to do with this, with Xbox Halo Infinite. So I'm excited for it. Again, we'll have more impressions on the Monday show, but I really th- like the fact that they're actually going ahead and doing it. So if you have thoughts on Xbox's Halo Infinite launch of their multiplayer free-to-play platform, I am positive on it. It's 10 maps that they put out there, different variant types. I love the fact that get me some more capture of the flag. I love some big team battle. I love Oddball. I love all those great variants that they have there. So if you're interested in this, the Halo Infinite multiplayer, and if we were, before we get into Season 1 and the Battle Pass, I know there's been some issue with the Battle Pass, but hey, so far, so good as far as the actual gameplay, and that's where it counts most. So if you have the thoughts on Halo Infinite's multiplayer free-to-play adventure, please let us know, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com wanted to say the rest of the half hour for star trek discovery season four okay Mm -hmm. because i know you had some concerns before we went on the air star trek discovery season four is has also dropped this week it returns us to the universe of star trek once again i know that to me i'm really grown to really enjoy star trek discovery because i think it was a little bit uneven in the first season but It's grown to really become solid where they have the season story arc that lasts for the entire season and gets solved in a nice, neat little package by the end of the season. But what they're doing and, and now that they're because they're still far in the future, even for them at this point in time. But I really like what I'm seeing from Star Trek Discovery.
1: It's a great show. And once you got past the Klingons in the first season, like once you got past that arc, it was great from then on and that pains me to say because I'd love me some Klingons (laughs) I think they're hysterical and I think they're wonderful but anyway yes Star Trek Discovery if you haven't been watching it because you got a bad taste in your mouth for like the first I don't know maybe seven or eight episodes of Discovery when it first launched go back and give it another shot I don't I don't think that you're going to be disappointed at all
0: I'd start with season two personally
1: okay, you can start with season two. I say go back and, and just catch maybe the last couple of episodes of that Klingon arc in the, the first season and then move on from there.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I I, I think like season three really gelled season mm-hmm. two was really good as well. So I'm really liking what I'm seeing from Star Trek discovery as it heads into season four. I want to talk about though, you had some issues and concerns with Star Trek as a whole, and reaching a broader audience. Yeah,
1: so one of the things that's really hard about being a Star Trek fan is being a Star Trek fan. And that's because Star Trek doesn't really seem to like its fans very much sometimes. And if what I've read is happening and I'm understanding it properly, they're making it even more challenging. So it's not enough to have it on Paramount+, Plus, which is not available all over the world. So you take it from all of these, you know, regular cable services, and you put it solely on Paramount Plus. You're not putting it on Netflix anymore. You're, and I understand you want to build your audience and stuff like that for Paramount Plus. I get that, but um, you're just making it harder for people to find and discover Star Trek, and that's frustrating. So frustrating.
0: Why do you hate your fans, Star Trek? <laughs> Why? Well, and on top of that, last week they coyly mentioned or probably kind of discreetly mentioned that Star Trek, the movie, whatever fashion or form it's going to be, it has been delayed six months. And it went from the summer movie to the winter movie in December. So, which is giving it a lower chance of success because it's going to be in a jam-packed month where probably a lot of other movies are headed out too. So, in the summer, it kind of spaces itself out. You know, you get a little bit better choices there. But, yeah. All right. So, here we go again. But you know, it
1: just it just feels like over and over and over again, they're making bad decisions because they don't expect things to go well. And then it just becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because they're making it difficult for their fans to find and discover and enjoy their product. And it's incredibly
0: frustrating. I agree. I agree. Now, there is some good signs for Paramount Plus. They announced yesterday that they actually increased their subscribership by 1 million viewers in the past week. That's a big gain for any outlet to do in such a short amount of time. I know that's not just because of Star Trek Discovery. I know that there was the Adele special on there. I think that probably had something to do with it. Mayor of Kingstown. I know that they've got upcoming the South Park special. I know they've got also the Yellowstone prequel 1883 that's coming up as well. So I know that that all this stuff that's coming up on paramount plus is making more enticing and now it's starting to live up to the prophecy that it gave you back in february when it did that massive ad campaign during the super bowl and took up all that time for the super bowl and obviously it was on cbs that really helps that but you're getting the (laughs) cbs programming and and that's going also as well to paramount plus the next day for all their cbs shows so paramount plus is becoming more of a good value with each and every day so that's good to see but showcasing your number one star trek show on a platform like netflix around the world i think probably would have been more beneficial if you kept it out there for maybe another year maybe two until you have paramount plus on more countries around the world because right now They're in 25 countries, and they're expected to get to 45 countries by the end of the year. Really, you aren't talking about an international outlet until you get over 100 countries, I would probably say. And that's probably not until the end of 2022 at the earliest.
1: Yeah, I saw a lot of memes yesterday with Captain Picard dressed up as a pirate. So take from that what you will. Yes, so...
0: (laughs) I know a lot of people are very upset about that, like you are. And then, of yeah. course, the movie itself being delayed from summer 2023 to December 2023. Maybe just the first of many delays for that movie. We'll see what happens there. So it's getting harder to be a Star Trek fan unless you're a subscriber to, to Paramount Plus. But if you are, Star Trek Discovery is setting out on another. Season-long mission. What will that be? You got to go ahead and check it out. I will have some thoughts during the course of the season. I know Melinda will as well. And if you have thoughts on Star Trek Discovery season four, please share us your thoughts. I've been trying to get people into this, Melinda, for now two years uh, since season two. I know uh, season one again. This is you could take for what you want out of it. But season two, I've been really getting people on board, and season three, I really thought highly of as well. So season four. Please, if you get a chance, jump on board now. Beam up, be a part of the action. Star Trek Discovery season four. I really think that people should give a chance right now on Paramount Plus.
1: Yeah, you know the GIF of the little girl who's—I believe she's like in a pile of leaves and she's kicking her feet on the ground and she's just having a temper tantrum. That's how it feels right now to be a Star Trek fan.
0: It is Star Trek Discovery Season 4 hitting Paramount Plus. If you have caught it and have some thoughts, please share it with us. PopcultureCosmos at yahoo.com. Thanks for checking out the PCC. You know, the pop Culture cosmos. We'll be back in one moment. But we're not alone. We've brought a few friends with us this time. All that and, of course, our action figure spotlight. So check out the J and Rob Toy Show Season 2, exclusively on Jinx Esports TV Canada. Well, my friend, there's so much more to talk about on the back half of the show. Once again, it's Gerald Glassford, along with my good friend, Miss Melinda Barkhouse. Please check out all the action pack stuff that she's doing for the number one tabletop RPG streamer on Facebook, including Vampires and in Vitae. I can't do the noise this week because you said this doesn't sound like a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that instead. Yeah. And then now, you, you need, have you also well, beans and a, yes.
1: and a for that.
0: Warlocks and whiskey, wizards and wine. You've got Rob's whimsically one shot. You've got all these things she's a part of, and of course our imminent destruction in the demolition force on mondays which we're probably about ready to go ahead and have because roger is intent on yeah. killing us no actually
1: between- maddie's still doing pretty good i'm still up over 100 health so i'm okay yeah.
0: oh we're not supposed to talk about
1: our hit points anymore but well, we that's, can't,
0: that's yeah, between you and
1: me <laughs> that's
0: on mondays yes between yeah. you and me in the audience but yeah. shama khan's not feeling so good that's all Oof. i'll say right now yeah he's close to his death after a year Could that happen? We'll find out Mondays on the Demolition Force. But yes, check out all of our tabletop games because we're the tabletop RPG leader on Facebook streaming. So check it out today, Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook. But there is still so much more to talk about on today's program, Melinda. I wanted to ask you this. Tiger King 2 dropped this week on Netflix. And the buzz and the excitement that was last year when it was the talk of the early part of the pandemic when everybody Mm -hmm. was in their houses and couldn't go anywhere and they had to check out something and Tiger copped like a gift out of the sky for a lot of people and they just absolutely loved it. I wasn't in love with it. I thought it was eh, okay. I thought there were better docuseries I watched last year. I know that everybody loved the shock and awe of everything that was going on with Joe Exotic and all that. So I want to hear your thoughts on this. Tiger King 2 is not coming out to that type of acclaim or that type of interest this time around. I think a lot of it is because of the fact that, well, you know, Joe Exotic is kind of behind bars and Carol Baskin is suing to have any kind of footage of her on the show.
1: Yeah. I don't understand what is left of the story to tell other than all of these people with all of these animals and their collapse. I'm not interested in watching season two. I'm sorry. I'm agree with I'm you. so sorry. I'm just I not agree. interested at all.
0: The no, first season,
1: think- it was just like, it just kept getting cr- like more and more wild. It like, you'd be yeah. like, okay, this has to be the last episode and it wouldn't be the last episode. And you'd be like, okay, this has to be the last episode and then something wild would happen and you'd it would just kept getting more and more unbelievable as you're watching it. I don't think that season 2 is going to offer that same kind of thing and I'm not in a hurry to watch it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And without Carol Baskin and Joe Exotic on the sidelines for obvious reasons. Carol Baskin, you know, not wanting to be a part of it after, you know, the the picture they portrayed of her and obviously the allegations of previous husband and and how he died and the mysterious circumstances there but it takes a lot of the mystery and it takes a lot of the interests i know for a lot of people out of it because she was such a individual as far as people appreciating her or really hating her guts yeah absolutely
1: yeah and it, it depended on where you fell with joe exotic really yeah <laughs> kind of formed your opinion on carol Basket.
0: well these were all messed up people in oh. my opinion I think that's what people why why people found the charm in this series and why people were talking about it and like you said it kept on getting crazier and crazier which was the true charm of the series and Mm -hmm. whether or not you you want to stick with it this time around I think that again it will probably not have the same charm because like you said where is it really going to go some of the individuals have already passed away yes you know your main star is behind bars your other main star is not going to allow for any footage to be shown on it. Where is there really for this series to go?
1: I don't have an answer for you. I've And gosh, will it be curiosity that leads me to watch a couple of episodes?
0: I bet.
1: No, no. Am I going to put it on and just go, okay, let's just see what they're up to? Oh, no. They got me, Gerald. They got me. <laughs>
0: sucked right in
1: yeah no i i really i don't i don't plan on watching it that doesn't mean i'm not going to but i don't plan to
0: but see that's the thing with netflix netflix Mm -hmm. now has content that they can go ahead and ips that they can go ahead and base future projects off of. but they still bring out enough original content this is something i argue about with disney plus and disney plus day with josh on monday is that okay disney plus had all these things coming out over 60 projects in the works supposedly that are coming out within the next two years and a lot of them almost the you know actually the overwhelming majority were based off of previous ip yes you know okay and that's great and all but you have to really enjoy the previous ip in order to go ahead and want to watch what's coming up as far as the rehashed or new versions of whatever scene like home sweet home alone you have to really like the home alone franchise and then home sweet home alone came out and it's really you know, not being loved by people and critics alike, but mm-hmm. we won't go into that one. Maybe you'll see that on the worst of 2021 <laughs> coming up here next month. But <laughs> I will say that with Netflix, they have a, so much original content they're throwing out. It can be good. It can be bad. Good was like tick tick boom is coming out to pretty good reviews so far then you have red notice which isn't coming out to good reviews but a ton of people are watching it it is one of the most watched movies ever on netflix even though again it's not coming out to great reviews but still you got to give them credit for just throwing out content and tiger king 2 is now the sequel to their most popular well one of their most popular docuseries ever and I think that that's a good move for them. They're just throwing out stuff out there. They got He-Man and the masters of the universe next week coming out, but the part the, you know, the second part of the season that they're doing with Kevin Smith and it's just, they've got a lot of stuff on the way. They've got cowboy bebop on the way that I know a lot yes, of people are excited that's for. Friday, well. isn't it? Yeah. So that's, that's coming yeah. out as well. So, I mean, they've got a ton of stuff that you can always talk about. That's original. That's fresh. That's new and then you have stuff like Tiger King 2 that they based off of a familiar project that they did last year they're they're just starting to go into the well of what they have as far as IPs that they've already come up with i mean with disney it's already like they already have their hands in it and they forgot to do anything original so i'm yeah. i'm of the fact that right now netflix is going to stay ahead for at least for the for the foreseeable future simply cuz of the fact that they have so much different things out there to showcase to people
1: yeah I agree. And Even if it I, is
0: Tiger King too.
1: Yeah. Yes. And gosh, it's looking more and more, the more I think of it, the more I will probably watch at least one episode, which means I'll probably end up watching the whole season.
0: I'm so sorry. Oh, why did you do that to me, Mr. Glassford? Hey, I'm not trying to be, you know, as persuasive to you as maybe Rob <laughs> is on occasion, maybe with, you know, asking for some Starbucks there. Yeah. Although I see you're not sharing any Starbucks with him, so. I uh, no. See, there you go. There you yeah. go. A yeah. loving wife, you are. Yes.
1: Hey, you know what? Everybody has a line.
0: <laughs> okay. The Starbucks is, I guess, for you.
1: <laughs> Shh. Don't tell Rob. Don't tell yeah. Rob. It's a very small line, let's be honest.
0: Okay. Fair enough, yeah. indeed. But it is Tiger King 2. It is now available on Netflix. We want to hear your thoughts. Are you still as excited for Tiger King 2 watching through it? Are you still excited to see the shock and awe of Tiger King 2? where does tiger king really have to go in season two we want to hear your thoughts pop cosmos at yahoo.com there's still a little bit more to talk about on today's program when it comes to battlefield 2042 which is this week's one of two major video game releases just in time for the holidays and just in time for black friday which again for me is one of the most important times for a video game to come out because the fact it's the busiest shopping day of the year and etc cetera, etc cetera. and why wouldn't you go ahead and put it out just before then but you know yeah it's, tell it's, that silly. My...
1: It, it's silly for you to wait until after black friday to put out Oh, you're like
0: putting it out a week after december yeah. you know like why? microsoft Halo why?
1: infinite why? why do you do those things it's, right,
0: just, it's beyond me but okay. instead you bring out the free to play multiplayer version of it before black friday but yeah, that's just smart yeah i guess so. Uh, maybe they you know, they still need to make some money off those microtransactions but when yes. it comes to battlefield 2042 it dropped this past week and like call of duty even though this is not a yearly every year we're giving you a new battlefield rendition like they did in the past they did it one time they were doing yearly but now they've kind of gone every two years yeah. now battlefield 2042 has come out it is still as big as ever with 128 player chaos maps that are out there. I actually yes. like being in the middle of chaos between 128 players. Yes, oh I know gosh. it means a lot of quick deaths. Yeah, but just, uh, the, yeah. Just, just the fact that you could play against 127 other people, that always intrigues me. I don't yes. know. <laughs> yeah. How about you?
1: Well, I just don't last long enough. <laughs> In those games i'm so bad at first person shooters and if you drop me in the middle of chaos of 127 other people i'm just going to respond the whole time i'm not going to get a chance to even move so easy
0: wamp, wamp. headshots for snipers
1: yes yeah i definitely help other people's records that's for sure
0: but the great thing about battlefield 2042 and a great thing about the battlefield series that has diversifies itself a little bit better than let's say call of duty is the fact that you can utilize vehicles in this game or in the series of games a lot differently and the fact that you know in the past you've been able to jump onto jets planes mm-hmm. helicopters you can have dogfights on the map above yeah. what everybody's doing on the ground which is to me an even bigger fascination I remember my times playing Battlefield 3, and I really had a lot of fun with it. And then you have the destruction factor. If the skyscrapers, I remember being on a skyscraper one time as the skyscraper was falling down in the middle of it, and it's like, ah, falling down with a skyscraper, <laughs> having to jump off and pull my shoe at the last second. So that, yeah. you know those kind of thrills that you have in Battlefield are really good. One of the things that they're doing that is good is that they introduced a portal mode, which brings back a lot of the assets from many of the other previous battlefield games you know Ooh. battlefield bad company battlefield 1942 battlefield and all these different battlefield games from the past that i think was really a smart move because a lot of people are gravitating towards it because they want to recreate their own games their own setups utilizing all these different battlefield assets from the past
1: yeah that's great that's fantastic what a great idea again who would who, who made that decision because they should be making more decisions
0: oh they should be getting a raise at ea uh-huh i, I know at activision though they're kind of you know they're all over their ceo right now yeah yeah, they yeah. are yeah Oof. yeah that guy's a piece of work yeah, that's all i'll say mm-hmm. yeah he has been for years i mean this is something that has not been a secret in the industry about bobby kotek and activision but yeah. Need I digress on that. Yeah, Too bad because
1: it, I f- it turns out I like a lot of Activision games randomly.
0: Yeah. I mean, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, of course, they're still it's not stopping their success. Call of Duty mm-hmm. Vanguard came out, I'm sure it sold a ton of copies. You know, I know a lot of people are still excited for some of the things that they do. They are not the big entity outside of Call of Duty that they once were, I think. That but still they, I you know when you've got the one the number one franchise that's out there that's still you can go ahead and and base a lot of your your volume and your sales off of that. I mean, Blizzard, part of it is still Blizzard. So I know that they still got a lot of things to go for going for them as well. But yes, this Battlefield is something we're excited to go ahead and get into possibly because Battlefield 2042 is now out and about. It's getting solid reviews, not super great, but solid reviews. There is no campaign, which I'm kind of disappointed on, but I'm not going to say I'm surprised because you know if you want to cut anything out god forbid you cut out the interesting storyline and and production details and things of that nature on that you just stick right to the multiplayer but your final thoughts on battlefield 2042 before we head on out
1: even though i'm terrible at first person shooters i could see me picking up this game i've enjoyed previous battlefield games even though i'm terrible at them there's something to be said for stick-to-itiveness
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stickness. Mm-hmm. i like that it's a
1: good word right just made it up you can use it if you want but but no i i could see myself picking up this game and playing it just because of uh previous editions of battlefield and uh how much i enjoyed playing them despite being terrible
0: uh, hopefully they'll have the golf cart from battlefield bad Company <laughs> was, that you could go ahead and drive around while you're getting shot at and things of that nature. So yeah,
1: I always uh, I I managed to get into a helicopter, I think two or three times. And that was I think the most fun I think I've ever had in a video game for some reason. I really there enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. yeah. I remember one time I was playing and then I think somebody was trying to ram me with a jet. So I'm running along the ground and all of a sudden I see this jet like falling right next to me. I'm like what the yeah. and I think he was actually targeting me to with his jet.
1: No, I he think that was me. He was trying to shoot me. He I was trying to was run me. into me. I think I did that.
0: Oh, watch out. Okay. All right. <laughs> I see how it is. I'm just kidding. Okay. It
1: definitely wasn't me, but okay. it might be me the next time you play. Oh, my
0: gosh. <laughs> I have been duly warned indeed. But if you got thoughts out there on Battlefield 2042, watch out for Melinda, though, if you're playing. yeah, right? yeah. Please let us know. Pop Culture Cosmos. Adios. You're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos. Don't touch that dial! Wait, do do people still use dials? If you're in the Las Vegas and Henderson areas and are looking to buy, sell, or trade the best in classic or current video games and pop culture collectibles, there's no better place to go than Retro City Games. From Xbox to PlayStation, Nintendo to Atari, the great crew at Retro City Games provides the best place to go for all your gaming options. Stop by their two awesome locations in Henderson and also the Las Vegas Strip, or follow Retro City Games on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest deals and new items. Without a doubt, there's no better place to go for your gaming needs than your friends at Retro City Games. Well, before we head on out, a couple last things we want to talk about. And the first thing is... Speaking of video games, because we're still on that subject, and that is Pokemon. You want to go ahead and talk about the latest rendition, the latest Nintendo going back in the archives to shine up, put a nice little shine, as many gaming companies love to do now, and bring back their old properties. Pokemon, Pearl, and Diamond, and the Nintendo Switch is something we don't talk about enough on the show, because even though it has sold a ton of units, it's still something that does not get a plethora of first party games to it, I think. And for something that's established and has been established for over, what, three years now, I'm really mm-hmm. kind of surprised that there's not more first party games to this platform.
1: Yeah, I I agree. It seems like a, a lost opportunity.
0: Yeah, I think it's a lost opportunity for them. But Again, people are still buying it. I know they've got the new OLED switch that they're coming out with, which I don't think is a big huge upgrade. So I'm not gonna I'm gonna be skipping that. Got my regular old switch right here. It is Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. The Pokemon franchise, I am never gonna underestimate it. As soon as Pokemon Go <laughs> came out, and that became the sensation of the entire world. Yes, I think that showcased exactly to everyone out there how beloved the pokemon franchise was and this is something when i was running my game stores that people would just want to trade and buy trade and buy pokemon all the time as far as that's concerned i know a lot of people were talking about fighting pokemon all the time and trying to meet up to go ahead and play against each other and i know this was something that was still a big focus in their lives Pokemon should never be underestimated. So I don't want to say that Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl are going to not sell well, because I have a feeling just because it has that Pokemon name slapped in the front. And I will tell you that the original Diamond and Pearl sold very well back in the day. I'm assuming that this time, you know, it's been given a nice new coat of paint and things have been added. Features been made more friendly for the Nintendo Switch. I have a feeling it's still going to sell strong this time around.
1: Yeah, I I agree with that. And I mean, what Pokemon Go was able to do, for example, didn't like leaving their houses and and stuff like that. All of a sudden they were leaving the house and going for a walk around the neighborhood and, and getting some fresh air. Sometimes they forgot to look up when crossing in a crosswalk. And that was a bit of an an issue for a little while with Pokemon Go. Yeah, but I think that if it was able to do that for people who prefer time inside by themselves, don't like to go outside, there's no reason to ever underestimate Pokemon. And I can't see this being anything but successful.
0: Pokemon, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl is now available. I think it will still do well. Don't get me wrong. I think it will still do well. But comparative to other titles previously in the nintendo switch line it may not do as well but we want to hear your thoughts are you excited for pokemon brilliant diamond shining pearl please share us your thoughts pop cosmos at my friend it's been a great episode i cannot thank you enough as always for being a part of it but before we head on out survivor series wwe yes. survivor series is around the corner it's actually happening this weekend and I wanted to talk about the show itself. It's not quite what it used to be. Back in the day, it used to feature a, a world championship match. And then uh, the undercard used to be those famous four-on-four tag matches, or if it was like a five-on-five or a tag team match, like a 10-man match or whatnot. It used to be something that used to be very interesting to see. And they'll have these matches on the card. But the rest of the matches are filled up with non-title champion versus champion matches which to Uh, me is the most yeah they're the most unexciting things in the world because when you have a champion go against another champion you want them to go ahead and have an actual match to go ahead and decide and merge into one title absolutely yes i agree uh, it should be like a
1: ladder match or a anything goes no holes barred match or or something
0: yeah, it's just really kind of depressing to see what's going to go on with this because of the fact that it's like there's no excitement or interest in it because the fact that there's they're not wrestling for anything. They're yes. they're non-title matches. There's no intrigue. There's no really just things to get excited for or amped up for. There's no real outcome. The biggest thing, though, uh, that might be on the line is the fact that we might see a very uncooperative match And it might be very interesting to watch in the Raw versus SmackDown Women's Championship match. Uh, Oh, is this the one that you
1: alluded to in the beginning?
0: Yes. They're great athletes. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. And in fact, uh, right now, I'd say the women's division is probably exceeding the men's division when it concerns the WWE right now. I definitely uh, like that. But this is getting some pretty thick stuff going on behind the scenes because it is now out there. With all the news media outlets that Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch, once former friends behind the scenes, no matter what their storylines were played out and who was champion and who was not, now cannot stand each other, which can create an environment where if you're having a match you're supposed to work together on, can be the worst thing in the world or the most interesting thing in the world, depending on how it it lays (laughs) itself out.
1: And that grin on your face tells me you're leaning towards interesting.
0: I'm leaning towards interesting because these girls have not only – not only it's just this rumors behind the scenes. Sure. It's now come to a point where they've also talked about it on radio shows. They've talked about it on media appearances. Becky Lynch has, has gone repeatedly in regards to her thoughts on her deterioration in the friendship between her and Charlotte Flair in recent weeks. In the past days, she's, right. she's commented on it. And Charlotte Flair has also made comments on it as well. And her father, the nature boy, Rick Flair, has also yep. made comments on this as far as him injecting. And, of course, he's going to interject on the side of Charlotte Flair. Of course. He's going to rip on Becky Lynch on it and her success. Becky Lynch and her success has been great to see. And it's been, uh, you know, at times before she got pregnant, it was really meteoric as far as how she was going and her fan base was there. She's now a heel per se, a bad girl. And her persona, although Charlotte Flair, you can say her persona as well, is also kind of like a bad girl as a heel. So you have these two individuals who in real life don't like each other, both play villains, both are heading into this. Again, it's a non-title match, which to me, all these unification matches should happen. I'm so tired of seeing this Monday champion against this Friday champion in a non-title match. Why don't we just go ahead and make this one WWE champion again for all these different yeah. titles? But that's just great. I'm not excited at all about this Friday series because that until you get to Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair.
1: <laughs> so that's the one, huh? Are you, are you going to pony up for the pay-per-view?
0: well you could just check it out on peacock
1: oh okay fair yeah
0: you don't have to pay for it on pay-per-view you can i'm sure the wwe would like you to spend that kind of 50 dollars and 60 dollars, (laughs) but getting peacock is a whole lot cheaper
1: that's how honestly that's how long it's been since i've watched a survivor series
0: i know a lot of people are very nostalgic over the altitude era i know that's when a lot of people were watching the wwe at that time and yeah i don't know if the charlotte flair versus becky lynch drama behind the scenes will actually play itself out to more viewers i think it probably will gain a little bit more interest because of that because again if you're looking at the show on the card all these what four or five non-title matches champion versus champion that does yeah that's that's not a in.
1: main event show that's no, a it that does
0: nothing for that's me. a monday that's night for, raw yeah because there's nothing on the line what's the big deal
1: yeah there's nothing to <clears> win <throat> there's nothing to lose And and if you
0: do lose, if you do lose on that show, you lose to the, okay, the Monday champion loses to the Friday champion. That makes your championship reign less enthusiastic to viewers out there. It just, it it does no one any good right now, what they're doing. So again, that's just a rant for another day. But yes, the WWE Survivor Series is coming this weekend. Catch it for free or whatever you're paying for peacock please go (laughs) ahead and do that because you know spending the 60 bucks i don't know if it's worth it i really don't unless you're really intrigued on a behind the scenes coming to life between charlotte flair and And Becky Lynch, which I'm very intrigued in seeing. I might have to catch it. You know what,
1: Gerald? I've never really looked into it because I've, like, obviously, apparently a couple of million other people just kind of
0: stopped watching wrestling. We're talking about five, four or five million people that stopped watching.
1: So I wonder how much they're doing on, like, each individual wrestler's Like social media, do they have TikToks where they're trash talking each other? That would be entertaining, and that would be a way to bring in new viewers.
0: They do to an extent, but it's because the fact that so many people know, in fact, the the entire public out there knows that it's not real. it has been lifted. It's not real. It's choreographed.
1: Sure, but still, a good story is a good story, whether it's pre-rehearsed or not.
0: The whole wrestling industry is waiting for that one mercurial individual to come back and a great story you know to follow that individual whether it's man or woman and so people will get behind it i think a lot of people get behind it i think that's what it will take because right now i don't think we have it in the industry but again it is wwe survivor series so i think i might catch it just for the intrigue but i don't think i'm watching it for the right reasons
1: i don't think and perhaps i'm wrong but in 2021 i don't think you could have some of the stereotypical characters or personas i guess is the right word that you had back in like the late 90s no, I can't. you you really can't and I don't want to say that that's maybe part of the problem because I don't think that that's quite fair. I think that the people who are working for the company are probably very good at, at writing stories and, and things like that and, and storylines. I would lines.
0: beg to differ right yep. now. I would no, it's, beg to differ.
1: It's a LARP. That's all that it is. It's live action role playing. So I know some people. Call me. We'll come in we'll role play some stuff and we'll hand it off to the wrestlers and then you guys can take it and run with it we'll set up stories for you
0: No problem. that would be great i would love to do that as well no problem Uh, (laughs) i know for me this is something it's just again the business has gone into a direction i've unfortunately had to deal with and it's gone into a direction I, i i do not want it to see i would do i would do want it to come back and come back strong so I'm hoping that maybe this drama, real-life drama of Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair will actually create interest, enough interest to try to boost the product. Because if you don't have the WWE successful, then you don't have everyone else that's going to be truly successful around it. AEW will be lifted by the WWE success. Everybody else will be lifted by the WWE success. So if people are more interested in the pro wrestling product, then you'll see the residual effect from that. But yes, I'm hoping that this drama between Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch that it's actually happening in real life will go ahead and translate into viewing. But I'm not very excited to go ahead and see the rest of the card, but I will probably anyways. But if you have thoughts on the Survivor Series, please let us know. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. Well, my friend, it's been a great episode. I cannot thank you enough, as always, for joining me. Any last thoughts? On the um, yeah i do have a couple actually
1: um, and this is something that actually rob and i have talked about a lot like why isn't there you know insert blank here so one of the things is you know how successful D beyond is for D. it's a place for you to keep your digital books it's a place for you to create your characters it's a place for you to organize campaigns all of that kind of stuff i'm this mm-hmm. is not a show for D beyond but We've often thought about how the world of darkness, so werewolf, Mage the Awakening, Vampire the Masquerade We were like, you know, it'd be really great If they would just come up with a, a service like that On their own And they are, they're coming out with it I'm very excited, it's going to be a digital platform It's going to have character creation It's going to have a place for storytellers To track their campaigns and stuff like that It's going to have digital dice So you don't have to try to figure out your dice rolls If you're new to the game It's all going to be 5th edition stuff Which, you know, is the one that i was been bringing a lot of people back to Vampire in particular Thriller. And they're also going to be including Pathfinder with that as well. So, really? uh, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a pretty big deal. Um, I want to say it's coming out early next year. Um, I will, I'll have to confirm that, and uh, maybe we'll expand upon it in our next episode. But they released the information and in a bit of a trailer for it l- earlier this week, and we're really excited for it over here at Vampires and Vitae for sure.
0: There you go. And you said number two.
1: Number two. There were two things. You said a oh, couple. No. Oh gosh, what was the other thing? See, I got excited and then I the other thing just left my brain. Um, oh, the other thing is next week, I have a interview set up with one of the creators of Defiant, which is the RPG game that I, we talked a little bit about last week. So we're going to get a little bit more of the nuts and bolts of the game and how they thought it up and all of that kind of stuff. I really want to dig into the creation of a brand new RPG game with that one. So we'll have that for next week
0: definitely looking forward to that as well Yay! yes again it's a busy month for us so hopefully you will go ahead and keep checking us out all the things we do right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos so from Melinda Barkhouse this is Gerald Glassford it's another beautiful day in paradise right here in the PCC multiverse we thank you for listening and here's hoping you have yourself a great If you were a monster kid growing up, if you enjoyed Saturday mornings watching monster movie matinee, or staying up all night watching the midnight feature, then Monster Attack is the podcast for you. We not only look at classic old monster movies, we share our experience growing up as a monster kid. Join us every Monday for Monster Attack.